Single, a mom, an entrepreneur, juggling it all and talking about topics while on the go. Hi, I'm Lisa Waldron, and this is Go 10 Lisa Podcast. Are you ready to listen to the best podcast that's real, inspiring, and sometimes cringe? Okay, get ready, get comfy, and go! Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to season 24. I cannot believe we're at season 24. So this is going to be kind of new um, as far as now I've decided to put the podcast on YouTube. So it's going to have its own channel and everything. So who's talking to you? It's me. I'm your host, Lisa Waldron. So um, you you can still access all of the episodes, the previous episodes, as well as the current podcast episodes on any podcast app as like Apple, Spotify, Anchor.fm, you name it. Just type in Go10Lisa. It's all one word. Podcast. You'll see my pink hair. And listen, get caught up. The way that it works is that I do 10 episodes in one season. Then I take a three-week break and then come back with a new season. So it's season 24. Can you believe that this year will make it six years since I've been doing the podcast? It doesn't even feel like it. So anyway, guys, I'm going to jump in because I have a lot to talk about. But the way that it works is that I also um, do like um, Go Happenings. I thought I gave it another name, but I'm going to have to look it up because if you listen to season 23... I don't know. I think it. my podcast has just been dwindling down a little bit um, because of everything else that I have on my plate. But um, season 23 only had one episode and that was it. So that was a first in the first six years, you know, in all the six years that I've been doing it, you know, this year makes six years and on May 5th, May 4th. <laughs> but um yeah, guys. So this is what happened. Let me tell you what happened. So this happened. This go happened. So I met this young lady. Her shout out to Maya. Um, and she was heading to work, and and I was just complimenting her on her. I was asking her tips about, um, the eyelashes. You know, eyelashes that you wear in your eye for the women out there. Because I don't really like dollop myself. Or anything like that when I put on makeup. I This lady, one of my co-workers years ago, said that I would look great with false eyelashes. And she even put it on me and it actually was good. But I touched my face and my eyes so many times. So it stayed on for a while. But if I can have someone come and do my makeup for me, as far as put on all that kind of stuff early in the morning, and therefore I have it good to go for the the day, I'm good. I can put on my own makeup, guys. But anyway, shout out to Maya. She's from a small island in Africa next to Gallia. Um, I'm going to have to, I did research it. And basically, she was complimenting me. And even though I had on my mask and anything, my mask, because I do wear my masks still in some areas. And she was like, I can tell that you have beautiful skin. I was like, oh, thank you. Uh, so if you've been watching my vlogs, you know that I have like a pimple on my nose now. I don't know where it came from. And then I squeezed it. Anyway, I digress. But anyway, guys, um, I just want to give a shout out to her because she actually gave me tips on where to go to get my beauty supplies um, as far as the fake eyelashes and stuff like that. Um, so that's where I'm actually... I'm going to give her a shout out because we had such a nice conversation and um, and I actually did end up going to the um, beauty supply store. But I wouldn't even think because I was telling her that I just go to my local store, which is Walgreens down the block or, you know, it depends on what you have. Some people have CVS, Walgreens or whatever. So I went to Walgreens. She's like, oh, no, um, she gets that kind of stuff from a beautiful supply store. I said, oh, I didn't know that. And then I and then I passed this store, this beauty supply store, which was right next to the Goodwill in my area. And um, I drop off a lot of donations at Goodwill. So I was like, 
I've never seen this store or maybe I just glanced at it. So I actually went in there and got what I need to get. And still I picked up the wrong thing because it wasn't what I was looking for. And I have to end up getting some other stuff. So I just let it sit there. But more to come on that, guys. So because I have so much to talk about, um, let's jump right into today's topic. So I am sure here we are in February. It is the start of season 24 and this is Go to Lisa podcast and I am your host, Lisa Waldron. I am sure the majority of you, because now it's up to 57 million or more that has watched the interview with Cat Williams um, with Shannon Shea. So Shannon Shea is a ex-football player. I don't know if he's ex, but he's a football player. And um, he has a YouTube channel. And his channel is Club Shay Shay. And I've been hearing little things on the radio. And so I actually sat down to watch two hours and 46 minutes and four seconds of this interview with Cat Williams and Shannon Shay. And I have to tell you guys, I actually watched it on Friday, January 5th, 2024. And I took notes. <laughs> I actually took notes because I, I wanted to talk about it and some other stuff. And I know I'm probably going to go off script as as well. But let's just start off with, I couldn't stop looking at Cat Williams. I was looking at him in this particular interview and I don't know if it was the lighting, I don't know if it was the outfit, but I was like, he looks good. He looks different. I don't know if he had like a little bit more meat on his body, but he said during the interview that he's always been 145 pounds, but he actually looked different to me. I don't know if it, if it was like he was, um, the truth was with him. He felt enlightened. I don't know. It just, maybe, maybe because the cat ones that I've always seen in the past, it's either they're filming him at nighttime and um, either that or he's on stage. And if you've been on stage, you know, all the lights are on you and you're sweaty or whatever. And, and in this interview, he looked good. He looked, the outfit was well coordinated. I just have to start off with that. Right. And um, I love the way that he looked and he looked different. Good. I'm reading from my notes now, guys. And, and I don't know what I wrote. Sometimes I write notes and I don't know what I'm writing. <laughs> my own handwriting. Oh my goodness. But his words were clear. Um, but I do have one question though, maybe because I don't follow him, follow him like that. But the chain that he wore around his neck I know that it has a lot of meaning and stuff, but what does it say? Can anyone tell me or comment? Comment now that I'm on YouTube. Comment and tell me what exactly does Cat Williams chain with the circle and everything on it says. So, um, but this interview, because it was so long, people are always going to criticize, right? So I watched the entire thing. I watched it a couple of times, like, and then afterwards, bits and pieces of it. But I think Shannon Shea and his team were very brilliant to, to break it up into over 25 or something different segments from that two hour and 46 minutes and four seconds. And the reason why I'm saying it's two hours and 46 minutes and four seconds, because a lot of people come on their um, videos and say it was two hours and 45. No. Let's not forget those critical minutes and seconds because I watched it from beginning to end. Let me tell you something. Cat Williams is a comedian, right? He is a comedian. So when I watched this thing in entirety, did he do his job as a comedian? He sure did. Did you laugh during the entire segment? I did. I didn't laugh during the whole entire time, but there were pockets in there that I was like, oh my goodness. And there were some shocking revelations that I didn't, I wasn't aware of. And 
I know this was just the beginning of January. I think they filmed it in December and aired it in early January. But that was just a ricochet to um, for others to follow. And I'm going to tell you what my takeaway was and what my review is from watching this two hour and 46 minutes and four seconds video. Okay. So basically he wanted to come on to do an interview. So apparently from what I gather from Shannon Shea's um, YouTube channel, he is interviewing. To me, it seems like a lot of um, comedians. So what he did was that he had interviewed previously to Cat Williams coming on. Um, he had interviewed Steve Harvey, um, Ricky Smiley, Cedric the Entertainer, you know, a lot of other people, but it was mostly comedians um, that I saw or whatever. So here it is that Cat Williams, a fellow comedian of them, wanted to come on and tell his side of the story because he felt it was lies. So um, as far as what people were saying about him. So there's so many takeaways um, as far as what this interview was going. But, you know, he came in and, um, you know, Shannon Shay does have a... Uh, uh, a follow-up or not a follow-up but another YouTube channel with Ocho Cinco another football player and they were doing their own recap and things that people were sh saying to Shannon after this video because it went viral I mean viral I mean even if you haven't watched the entire thing you've heard it I even had to tell a couple of people about the interview who said for whatever reason, maybe because they're busy, don't have a TV or cable or, or YouTube or whatever the case may be, they heard, but they only heard bits of pieces. I, as this one guy was telling me, um, he said, oh, his co-worker was talking about, but he didn't tell him. So I pretty much was just breaking it down and he was so thankful um, because I was telling him my views on it. So let's just jump right in, right? If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I think that um is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And like I said, um, he did like um, several um, follow-up videos in regards to that main video. And all of them have like over a million views. So that actually did very well. Um, and it basically just says when you're telling the truth, you know, you don't know who you're inspiring. You don't know. You don't know who you're lifting up. There used to be an old time saying in um, Jamaica that says, speak the truth and speak it ever, cost it what it will. He who lies the wrong he does, does the wrong thing still. And then I even try to have, because um, I have empathy, and um, put myself in some of these people's shoes. Everybody has commented except for one person, which is Steve Harvey. They did a little video because I try to look and do my research right after I watched it and, in you know, watched the whole thing play out. And they said that he commented, they did it kind of like in a cartoon way. But listen, here it is that this man is a comedian who people have felt like he's been blacklisted. Um, people said, don't cross him. Don't come, you know, he tells great jokes and whatever. There's so many gems and so many nuggets you can get from this interview. But like I said, I didn't know some of the things that were going on. And, and, but like I said, this is just a tidbit of what's really going on behind the scenes. But basically he wanted to come on there to get a lot of stuff off his chest in the first 25 minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> People who steal from you or use your content or use your name in regards to a situation to build themselves up or their ego. If you have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that that's a little bit of a, a beef for me too. I won't get into it because it's not about me today, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, but basically, I was upset for a while that certain YouTubers were copying to the point that I felt like it was kind of like obsessive or whatever, like copying every little thing that I'm doing. I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, but anyway, but yeah, he wanted to come on there to show, you know, you know, you know, that, hey, 
Stop talking about me, you know, stop talking about me and speak the truth. And in the beginning, he said, um, 2024 is the year of the reckoning. 2024 is the year of the reckoning. And basically, when you're, when you tell lies, um, the truth will always come out. You don't know when it's going to come out, but it's going to come out. And, um, so let me just give you a, a full recap to say that, um, I think he was mostly upset about Ricky Smiley. Because Ricky Smiley, from what I know about Ricky Smiley throughout the years, is a comedian. He's been in a couple of movies. And um, and he has his own radio show. For the life of me, I can't understand, after listening to what Ricky Smiley said, what Cat Williams said, the thing that came to me was, why are we talking about a movie that was over 23 years old and about, oh, a role that should have been yours? If I was Ricky Smiley, right? So apparently what happened is that Ricky Smiley, I'm just going to quickly tell you from the videos because Ricky Smiley came on, did an interview with Shannon Shea. Then Cat came on, did his interview. Then Ricky had to um, do a, a, a video and then get his agent to back him up to say, this is how it really went down. And then he did a video crying. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, wow. And I didn't know that, um, according to Kat, that Steve Harvey, a comedian, actor, host, whatever, um, um, Cedric, the entertainer, comedian, in the movies as well. They're all in the movies and they're all comedians because according to Kat, the ultimate goal of a comedian is to eventually end up in the movies. That's the primarily career path that they take, right? So back in the day, Ice Cube <laughs> did a movie called Friday. Then there was Next Friday and stuff like that. I, I've watched it. And there was a role of um, this pimp. Was the pimp called Mike? Uh, yeah. So basically, according to um, Ricky Smiley, he, you know, he just had a conversation with Ice Cube one day and basically was like, yeah, man, I'm doing a movie. You should come over here and whatever. So, you know, he thought that, oh, man, if he's making the movie and he wants me to come because he's seen my stuff and whatever, I must get the role. You know, I must have gotten the role, right? So he came in and he did his audition. So according to Kat in this interview with Shannon Shea, he says that um, he was number, what, 20, I know I wrote it down somewhere, but he was, he was not the first person to interview. He was way up there in the 200s, right? And um, so, and he created the role, even researched the outfits, everything, and got the role and it was supposed to be a small part, and it actually evolved into more speaking parts into the movie. So uh, I kind of get the feeling from listening to both gentlemen that, um, you know, that Ricky kind of had a ego back then, you know, and thought he was, you know, you know, the man or whatever, and um, and he went around the set and acted that way, but. Even if you didn't get the role and you got another role, he did get a, another role in the movie. Why are we still talking about it 23 years ago? It's, if I was Ricky, I would say, God bless me with my own radio show and other movies and stuff like that. Why are we talking about a role that went to somebody else? Is it because he feels regret that he didn't put in the work? I don't get it. But for him to start talking about it, that's what like trickle effect all of this because all of them came on individually on this guy's YouTube show and started talking about Cat Williams. Their interview is about them, themselves. But each and every single one of them had something to say about Cat Williams. Don't you find that interesting? But then Cat said, they're all together in a clique, in a, in a group. So anyway, let's show the receipts, right? When you're telling the truth, God will always back you up. I think somebody needs to hear that. When you're telling the truth, God will back you up. 
the truth, uh, these are, and I'm going to be quoting some things that um, Cat Williams said throughout the interview as well. Um, the truth don't need motivation. That was one of the quotes that he said. The truth don't need motivation. And I'm going to be a little bit all over the place now because I took so many notes and I try to keep up with all the names that he mentioned. Oh my gosh, he talked about Kurt Franklin, Wiki Smiley, Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey, P. Diddy, um, um, Faison, T.D. Jakes. That was the shocker of them all. Um, Mark Curry, he gave a big shout out to Mark Curry. Um, Ice Cube, Prince, these are all shout outs to Ice Cube, Prince, Bernie Mac, who is deceased, Gary Owen, Gary Owen, shout out. And they even asked him about Kanye, um, and he gave his um, spiel on that. Homeless people, Minister Farrakhan, Archbishop, um, and so forth and so forth. There were some other names, and I, I didn't know who. A few people were, but I knew who the majority was. So basically, the movie was over 20 years ago, right? And basically, Kat was saying that they're in a group, you know, um, and groups intertwine, you know, you know, like cliques of friends. Um, Kat gives back to other comedians. And that's something that he wanted to point out in this long interview is that it's not about himself, you know. And then after he gave like his little spiel about why he's on the sh on this video, then the host Shannon began to ask some questions. And I didn't know um that he and Prince, the singer Prince, who's now deceased, I love Prince, um, were in the same religion. And and basically, um, they were friends. Who knew? Who knew? Um, they're both around the same height and everything and same probably the same weight because they're both thin. And um, but yeah, it's interesting that you never know who you're gonna meet at a young age and how you upkeep the friendship and how you're an inspiration um, to another person, even though one person may be bigger or whatever, but you just don't know. Sometimes people just need the balance in their life, you know, but I can tell that Kat was coming from a spiritual, um, um, a spiritual way and how he was delivering this message in this interview. Like I said, I felt like, I think why a lot of people received this interview and watched it, it was because it flowed so easily. Even though he didn't get to, um, Shannon didn't get to ask the questions right off the bat and just let him talk, I think it was perfect because that goes according to his character, who he is. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a stifling, like, questions, well, you know, whatever, right off the bat. Just let the man be. He came in there with jokes, you know, laughing, drinking with the host. And if you noticed, he wasn't drinking big, big gulps. It was little, little sips. And I think he was very articulate in what he was saying throughout the whole interview. So I, I give the whole interview big props. Um, and as, as for Kat, you know, um, you know, saying and doing what he was doing because the truth was on his side. People question how many books. Here's one of the takeaways from the interview. Like I heard on the radio station, somebody was questioning like a person can't read 3,000 books in a year. And I was like, what is he talking about? Because I took my son to the library and even bought a lot of books when he was younger. I even have a bookshelf in my house with so many books. And, um, but Kat was saying that he read so many books. So, uh, I'm going to say that, um, if you're in a religious household and it's a very strict religious household back in the day, some, some are still, a lot of them don't watch TV. They're more about reading the Bible and they're more about reading books. So Kat said he reads non-fictional books, right? And um, he reads them and he understands it. A lot of people read and don't understand even the simplest books, but he reads it. And and yes, I believe, I, I think I had broken it down, 3,000 divided by how many days. You can do it, especially if you're not doing any sports, you're not hanging out. You're not playing video games and you just, people are readers. There are some people who love to read. And, um, but yeah, but this guy on the radio, when I was driving somewhere was questioning how many books, cause he watched the interview 
and he was questioning how many books did he actually read because um, he just thought the number was out there. But yeah, so yeah, so I was like, yeah, it's possible, it's possible. So Cat Williams is a, um, said that comedy is a sport. He's a comedian. Did he deliver and do his job? Yes. Did he make you laugh? Yes. Did he have you remembering some of the jokes to this day that he said? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's one that comes to mind. Will you see him in upcoming events? Probably. Um, did he give you some history of what's going on with each person that he spoke about? Yes. It's, um, it's like a little documentary. Um, um, no studio or podcast lost, um, cat on the scene. He's 145 pounds. His whole career, he says he speaks in multi languages and here is the one thing that I am ashamed of that I did during the interview or after the interview or put the video on pause. During his interview, he said, listen up, people, Egypt is in Africa. Did, am I the only person? Comment down below if you're on YouTube watching this or comment. You can comment on my podcast as well. There's a comment section. Am I the only person? that looked up Egypt in Africa. And you know, when you go into Google and you type in, it already, I didn't even finish typing it in and it just auto fill. So I wasn't the only person, but I just want, I'm just curious. Was I the only one that looked it up? And then I, and then I felt embarrassed because I was like, how old am I? And I didn't know Egypt was in Africa. But it's like, it's like a lot of people still don't know that Haiti and um, Dominican Republic share the same island. And the only reason why I knew is because I mentioned it before that um, one of my ex-co-workers is from Dominican Republic. And I even had a roommate in college who's from DR and she never mentioned it, but this co-worker did and was giving me a little history on it. And then I did my own research, but yeah. And um. He trusted God that it will work out. All of his enemies have the same. <laughs> all of his enemies have the same thing in their eyes. I don't know. And then he said, Satan can't create anything. Um, includes blessings. For his people. So that means that. Um. God creates everything and God gives you the blessing. And he said, liars, not, not to get complete narratives of themselves. Um, that remains the same. How a legacy is built. Lazy bums who take shortcuts. These are some of the things that, um, that I wrote down that he said. Um, because, you know, I too am a little bit of a comedian. I even have a channel on YouTube called Worker Bee Drones. I never really developed that channel, um, but it's still out there for you guys to see it. But yeah, Worker Space Bee Drones, B-E-E -E, Drones. Uh, yeah, so he was like lazy bums who take shortcuts. He says like he's going to, I like that he's going and giving Mark, Mark Curry his props and um, five to six um, different types of people he was talking about. Here's a list of some other people that he spoke about, which was Brandon T. Jackson, Wanda Smith, Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, Martin, Michael Blasson, um, um, tr who? Trick Daddy, um, Jonathan Mayers, Kim Kardashian, Fat Tuesday, um, Guy Teray, uh, Ricky Smiley, Wanda Sykes, Chris Tucker, Michael Jackson, Dale Hughley, Snoop Dogg. Wow. Wow. Even came to the point that Bernie Mac Dalter even responded in a video and whatever. Um, I was also watching a video of, um, remember the, the, remember the, they have those judge shows. So judge Joe Brown used to have a TV show, right? You know, those, you know, when they come on there and they listen to cases, he's actually a judge. So I think it was his granddaughter or daughter he was doing an interview with um, side by side on a YouTube channel. And he says that Kat 
is serving a utility or a service for Hollywood to take down the black um, fellows on top. Allegedly. So basically what that means is that by him doing the interview, he is actually serving, like he felt like he's serving to take down all the the black fellows who are on top. So like the Steve Harvey's and um, Cedric the Entertainer is like he felt as a judge because he's seen so many things and heard any things apparently that he feels like by him giving the interview and outing out all these people, because the majority of people that he spoke about are all black, right? And um, he felt like he's he's doing the job for the white people by by scaring the black people who think that they're on top. So by Kat giving his interview and speaking the truth, this judge felt like you're doing the job that the white man wants you to do, which is to take down your own people who are on top. And it's actually to scare the people who are black on top to say that you're, you shouldn't be comfortable on top. That's basically what he was saying. And, um, yeah, I don't know if you know how bullies operate. That was another thing that Kat mentioned. If you don't stand up for yourself, there really is nothing they won't do. That was another quote. All people that love the truth got to be happy. If the truth is coming out and lies is getting exposed, then what time is it is in 2024? That was another quote. So um, let me just tell you what my serious quick version recap of this thing is. Cats heard or saw these other fellow comedians coming on and basically talking about him. Now, it's like saying I'm watching something and people that I've known in the industry in the same work field are talking about me, but they're not saying anything nice, right? So then what do you do? What do you do? What would you do? Would you just leave it alone? Because I think a lot of it throughout the years, I got the impression that he just left it alone, right? So now he was like, enough is enough. This is like still going on. And maybe he felt it in his spirit like he needed to like, enough is enough. Before I leave this earth or whatever the case may be, or maybe God spoke to him and say, this is the year, this is the time, people need to know the truth because enough is going on in this world. You know, whatever the case may be, he felt it in his spirit that he needed to set the record straight because he's tired. People are tired of people just... Um, telling on truths, especially when they know the truth. Especially if you're talking about them. Also, um, also, um, Cat really doesn't care because he know the truth is on his side and enough is enough, right? So basically he came on there to speak his truth and to say, um, it's all lies, you know? But you do have to question, why are all these people talking about Cat Williams? Is it because they're jealous that he's able to stand his ground? And throughout the whole interview, he did mention this different scenarios that he was put in because of either Illuminati or because of white executives or whatever the case may be, and how he had to say no and to protect himself. Because he feels like a lot of um, black Americans are selling out as far as for the money, you know, and you need to stand your ground and your integrity and that famous rear end. You know which quote I'm talking about if you watch the video. (laughs) But basically, um, another thing that I learned in this interview is that I didn't know about all the stuff that's allegedly going on between um the pastor, T.D. Jakes, and um, assume stuff that's going on with him and P. Diddy, allegedly. Because here is the thing, people. I was a little bit saddened by that because I feel like we're now in such a time where the young people, they're questioning a lot of things, right? And there's so many things in the world. And it's not just young people. There are so many people that want to believe in something and they want to believe in God. 
But then when they look at these pastors doing these things, it's like they don't want to go to church and they don't want to believe. You know what I mean? Because they're looking like, hey, if you're the pastor and you're doing this, then why even bother? But what people need to realize is that when when stuff comes out about people who are in the church, um, they're not following the path of God. I actually did a Bible study about this um, a couple of months ago where there's two roads. You pick the road to God or you pick the road that's not to God, to Jehovah. Does that make sense? So, um, like I said, there was a trickle effect after this because I also saw another YouTube channel where this gospel singer, Kelly Price, this this story is just out there. She apparently posted a video on her Instagram, I think it was Instagram, where her husband, she posted a video of her husband, um, like she gave the husband a... Um, um, a cake or something and say happy birthday. And people were, it was just to say happy birthday to her husband. And people were commenting about, oh, your husband doesn't look happy or whatever the case may be or whatever, right? So Kelly Price came on and she did a video to say, you're calling, you're commenting about my husband not looking right in a video because of how it was, you know, filmed or whatever. Her husband loves her and takes care of her, and you need to be um, more concerned about um, the other people who are not doing the right thing. And basically, she just went and exposed that she was a judge on a show, a gospel show called Sunday Best, allegedly. And it was um, Kirk Franklin, Erica Campbell, Jonathan, Jonathan McReynolds. And herself, and basically she called them out, you know, um, and saying how some of the judges were allegedly sleeping with other people, and um, there were some other essay sexual um, accusation made about kids uh, allegedly. Listen, guys, I think the misconception is that a lot of people think that all Christians are perfect. There are no perfect people on this earth. We all should be striving to be perfect, but we're all not perfect, right? I just think it does, um, it's very disheartening to see that um, people go to a place of safety and go to a place to really truly worship God and and they're not met with that sometimes, especially in a um, sanctuary. And this is why you don't put your trust in man like that. You put your trust in Jehovah God um, to, you know, I was reading in the Bible the other day, um, um, what is it, Joshua? Um, I know it's in First Kings. And basically, um, we all need to be asking for wisdom and discernment. And some of us need some knowledge. Some of us need some love. Some of us need some forgiveness. We're all imperfect people, but we cannot use that imperfection to to use it as an excuse all the time, right? Enough is enough sometimes, and we have to speak the truth. But before I end this podcast, I want to say my biggest takeaway from this Cat Williams interview with Shannon Shea is that I was so happy, so happy that Ice Cube did an interview. And let me break it down to you why. Here it is, you have a man that's Ricky Smiley, and you have a man that is Cat Williams. Two of them are going back and forth about what is the truth. Everybody was there. Everybody was there, but everybody has their own version. Have you ever seen a movie where... um, a bunch of people are in the same place, but then they hear different things or see different things and, and you kind of like get the takeaway like maybe they were at different parties when in fact they were at the same party. I am so happy that Ice Cube stood up and spoke the truth, people. You hear me? 
because he was the producer of the show, of the movie that they're in dispute about. You understand me? So he came on to tell his version and pretty much said that, yeah, Cat may have not gotten everything right, but overall, what he says is the truth. After he did that video, that's when Ricky Smiley came on and started crying. Because it's like, I kind of like, here's where the empathy part comes in. If you've been living this lie for so long and then the truth comes out, what are you going to do? You're going to try and defend the lie because you, you're worried about what the millions of people that follow you, whatever, right? I don't know, guys. This is just a little tip of the iceberg. I feel that there's so much going on in all industries, even for us regular people in the corporate world, in our small business or whatever, whatever, even in the schools, even in the churches, even in the supermarkets, wherever you go, there's always some kind of drama. But we have to start speaking the truth and defending the person that is speaking the truth. That was my biggest takeaway from this video. It made me laugh at some areas. It also gave me some in, more insight in as far as who Cat Williams is as comedian, what he's struggling with, what he's fighting for. Can you imagine that you're doing your job and you're doing it to the best of your ability and you know that you could have been made millions more, but you will not sell your soul to do it. I've already spoken to you guys on my podcast about something similar my son had to go through in his soccer career. And um, it was painful knowing that something that you work so hard for and dream and told everybody, but when it came down to it and they wanted you to like do X, Y, and Z and to like kind of like sell your soul to get money and it still wasn't even guaranteed... In that moment, I'm actually proud of my son that he made that decision, um, you know, on his own. The ramifications afterwards is like, okay, I may not have gotten my dream. How do I pivot and move forward? That's the part. But in correlation with, you know, or parallel to, or whatever you want to call it, to Cat Williams, here it is that you're a man that could have gotten it all, or what seems like all, but it comes with a price. So it's like, do I take all of this and sell my soul, per what they say, or do I continue doing what I'm doing with the truth and God on my side and everything will still work out? And the, the, from what I gather from watching it, it's like he chose the latter part, which is to go on the side of truth. And to not compromise and sell his soul, as they say. You know what I mean? And it's like, how many people would actually do that? You know, one of the things I've always said when I was in the corporate world here in Georgia is that I will kiss nobody's ass. They know it. I knew it. And I stood my ground. I'm not kissing your ass. There are moments where I'll be nice to you and cordial, but I am not kissing your ass to get to get a promotion. I'm not kissing your ass to get X, Y, and Z. My work, my integrity, and my worth ethic are going to speak, and I have God on my side, and I have people praying for me, and I'm praying. And that's what got me through to the point that I was like, peace out. You know? And basically, from this interview, you know, Ice Cube came on, and he told from the beginning to say that, yeah, he was interested in Ricky Smiley, but he was still interviewing. And here's another insight. If somebody is interviewing, and let's say that they have 300 people to interview, and they know that they're going to give it to the person who is number one, do they still continue with the 300 or do they stop? Well, apparently he interviewed the over 200 plus people and that's when he found um, Cat Williams. So then he had to make the phone call to Ricky Smiley agent and him, him to say that he didn't get the role, but he has another role for him. At this time, it also is a lesson to say that 
nothing is guaranteed unless you have everything in writing. So according to Ricky Smiley, he left the, the audition thinking that he got the role. He got the role only to get a phone call like hours later saying, no, you didn't. So I don't know if that's where the resentment came in from or maybe because he saw that people remember the cat's role more. And according to Ice Cube, the role that um, um, cat, cat got as a, as a pimp, it was supposed to be a small role. But he just kept ad-libbing. He put in the work. He showed them all and made it into a bigger role. So I don't know, I honestly, from watching this and trying to gather what everyone was saying, I actually think that there's a lot of jealousy. I I think that people are looking like you stood your ground for how many years and it didn't break you. They try to break you. You know, I even saw an interview where they had took away Cat, Cat Williams' kids at one point and so many other things things that he may have struggled with because there are powerful people out there that will use your friends and um, people who you think are your friends, your co-workers and, and, you know, people in your life against you. But the one good thing that Kat does and he wanted to tell people is that he also gives back. He travels with about 26 or so or more um, comedians when he does a tour. So he's actually giving back. You know what I mean? There's so many spinoffs from this. You know what I mean? Gary Owens was a little bit confused about what statement. He wasn't sure if Cat was bigging him up or whatever, but apparently he was. And I learned so much that I didn't even know. I learned so much. But from what I can tell, um, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that Kat is aware of, of other people, because other people bring him the tea, the, the news, the information. Um, but yeah, everything will come to light. Everything will come to light. And you just have to be in a position to say, are you ready to face when it happens? You have to be honest with yourself. Like, you know, that's probably why the, the man was crying. He was crying because it was like, oh, crap. I, I thought this was the truth, but then the here it is. The owner is defending Cat. Like I said, I was so happy. Thank you, Ice Cube, for speaking on the truth and speaking on the side of the person telling the truth. Because if you look at it from Ice Cube's point of view, this is what I'm saying. He could have went left. He could have been pressured and said, I'm going to go with the others and tell lies. It could have gone both ways. You know what I mean? But I also found funny that Ice Cube said he put so many people in movies, but nobody put him in their movies. You know what I mean? But um, Ice Cube, I think, deserve a lot of props as well, a lot of shout out as well, because, um, you know, he's done a lot back in the day. You know, it's not just music. It's also movies and stuff. He does a lot as well. And I do want to give one last note to um, something that ties into what Judge Brown says is from Charlemagne from the Breakfast Club. He said um, also it should it shouldn't be the blacks going against the blacks. It should be them going up against these people who are putting these men in dresses and stuff like that. You should be going up up the higher head. Now think about it this way. You're at a corporate job and you're beefing with other people, your manager or whatever, but who's actually dangling those puppet strings? It's those directors and VPs. Those are the people you should be going after, but sometimes they make your life so difficult that you're just chewing at each other while they're sitting at their, in their offices watching you. That has happened to me, guys. They actually planted the seed, planted the, the um, conflict, and they actually sat in their office and tell other people, oh, let's create this conflict between this person and this person just to see how they react. And they're predominantly white people that are doing that. It's just sad. It's just sad, sad, sad. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm just like in shock and a little bit smirking, laughing because I'm like, it's only February and all of this is happening. 
But they're, they're, what we all knew was going to happen, didn't we? That the truth is going to come out. Just going to come out. And, and people know the truth in, in a lot of other situations. And they still don't say anything. Or I wouldn't even say say anything because it could be different circumstances. But if somebody come and asks you, is this the truth? What are you going to say? I think it's a very good interview. Like I said, I, I, I feel like the whole thing flowed easily. I, I love it. Even the setting down to the couch, the colors that they wore, what the hosts wore, everything. That was my first time actually watching Shannon Shay, you know, and then I watched a little bit of him with Ocho Cinco. And, um, but yeah, guys, that is my takeaway, my recap. If you haven't heard, watched it, or if you watched it, did you agree with anything? Basically, the man was upset that, um, these people are talking about him. He wanted to set the record straight and said, no, this is how it's going to go. And while he was there, he spilled a tea on some other people and he gave a little insight on his childhood growing up. Um, he made you laugh. Um, he made you think about a lot of stuff. And he, you know, he pretty much chose his words very carefully. And I loved it. I loved it. I'm your host, Lisa Waldron, and I hope that you guys enjoy Season 24, Episode 1, my recap of um, Cat Williams' interview um, with Shannon Shay. And um, yeah, guys, um, I have nine more episodes to go. And like I said, this is a first. It's going to be uploaded, but it's going to be uploaded on YouTube in a different way for Season 24 until I work out all the kinks. But basically, it's just going to be pictures. Um, I will actually do the live interviews or in-person interviews, probably by season 25. I'm just trying to see how season 24 is going to work out with the whole YouTube and see how that goes before I proceed. But yeah, guys, like I said, you can always upload these episodes on any podcast app. Until next time, peace, love. Bye.